You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Midweek here on the podcast, SMU is coming off a 35-12 win over North Texas to move to 2-0 on the 2021 season, and now heads to Ruston, Louisiana for its first road game of the year, facing Louisiana Tech at 2.30 on Saturday. Might be dodging some weather over there in Ruston with the remnants of Tropical Storm Nicholas, but nevertheless, SMU has a tough road test up next for this team. But let's look back quickly on the North Texas game and some of the concerns that SMU showed because really, you know, defensively they continued their strong play, I felt like at least. 96 plays, they gave up over 500 yards, but if you look at the way that game played out with the turnovers on offense for SMU and the positions that the SMU defense was put in at times, they played fairly well and were able to get off the field on third downs. Uh, the, the Mean Green went over on their fourth down attempts, and really it's a game that I think kind of builds the confidence even more of this defense that actually ranks inside the top 20 uh, overall through two games. So a good job by Jim Levitt's defense. Still things to clean up. Don't get me wrong. And they lost Trevor Denbo for that game uh, at some point with an injury. And so his status is questionable heading into the Louisiana Tech game. Uh, That's probably the only injury that I think SMU fans need to really keep an eye on. But offensively, SMU has some things to correct. And let's start with Tanner Mordecai. And I think for Tanner, he stepped up in competition uh, this week against North, this past week against North Texas, facing an athletic mean green front. Uh, They do have athletes on that defense. Uh, We spoke about that with Matthew Bruni going into the game. But he commits two turnovers, kind of weird ones in a way. Uh, One kind of a, a, you know, you, you you get pressure on him and it forces an interception that the Mean Green, uh, you know, got a hold of, and then kind of a 50-50 ball to Reggie Robertson, one that I think Tanner Mordecai probably wants back, and Sonny Dykes said as much talking with him this week, uh, just kind of wanting him to take the simpler plays. Uh, He had a miscommunication, it looked like, on a fumble with Ulysses Bentley in the red zone, and then late in the game, just carrying the ball like a loaf of bread, uh, he gets it stripped in in a play that, again, you kind of could have argued maybe forward progress there that they could have whistled it down. But nevertheless, four turnovers for him uh, still uh, manages to, to throw four touchdowns. Uh, but again, I think for Tanner Mordecai, the game just has to continue to he's got to speed up. You know, he's got to speed up his reads. He's got to take what the defense gives him. Whenever he did that with SMU's offense this past week, it paid off. You know, Rasheed Rice turns in uh, a nice touchdown. Ulysses Bentley finds him for a touchdown. Danny Gray uh, finds him for a touchdown. You know, those things are what you want to be building off of if you're Tanner Mordecai, not holding the ball too long, making some ill-advised throws at times. But again, uh, one thing that, that hurt him a little bit was some drops. You know, Austin Upshaw had one on third down. Danny Gray dropped a wide-open touchdown, dropped a couple more balls. And so those are things that when you look at the week one and it went as well for Tanner Mordecai as it possibly could have, you wanted to see him take another step forward and continue to take care of the ball. Instead, uh, they really struggled to do that. And that's where going on the road against Louisiana Tech, they can't be plagued. 
by that same issue. So for Tanner Mordecai, he's got to get quicker with the ball. He's got to take care of the ball. And on the road, the, the big thing I think SMU is going to be preaching to him this week is take care of the football, make the smart plays, get back to what really turned him into that efficient passer we saw in week one against Abilene Christian. I think, and this transitions well into what we're going to talk about next, you're going to see him face some pressure against Louisiana Tech. It's a defense that has some athletic guys. Uh, they've got Deshaun Hall. They've got um, uh, the Bell brothers that are really you know, talented. They've got a front that can really uh, cause some problems for SMU. And on the offensive line, while this group hasn't given up a sack and they haven't committed a holding penalty, and we really haven't seen too many negative plays caused by them, this is a group that has to step up more than they have so far this year. Uh, they really have been plagued by inconsistency from what we've uh, talked about uh, with Sonny Dykes. And in chatting with some sources, you know, I think you want to see this veteran group stick to their technique and play fundamentally the way they can. I mean, it's not a talent thing up front. You know, I, I think a lot of people look at the group and it being a veteran group and, and the guys uh, up front have started a lot of football games, played a lot, and you think, okay, you kind of are what you are up front. But I do think they've got the talent to be an offensive line that can, I think, win, not win SMU football games, but certainly not lose them and, and put them in a position where they can most certainly allow this offense to operate the way it needs to. And I think we saw them wear down North Texas, which was a good thing in the run game. You know, the run game in the first half was pretty brutal, pretty ab abysmal, quite honestly. And then they allowed Ulysses Bentley that long run. Uh, they kind of got things going. If you look at the carries that Ulysses Bentley had in the second half, he really started to get into a groove. And I think that's a credit to them and kind of wearing down that front for UNT. And that's probably one of the better defensive line fronts SMU is going to face athletically. I mean, behind... Uh, Cincinnati behind your TCU. I think Louisiana Tech's got a decent front. You know, that's kind of, um, it, it was a challenge, quite honestly. And so for SME's offensive line, I think you're going to see changes up front. Sonny Dyke said that on his radio show. I do think we're going to see that uh, some guys get moved around potentially. And uh, we can't really report on that, but, you know, just kind of reading the tea leaves, it, it's going to become apparent that they're going to do that and hope that it pays off. And, for SMU, it's all about been getting the, the best five out there. And what that looks like is going to be really interesting this week. It's going to be a big storyline going into this Louisiana Tech game. And SMU's favored by two touchdowns, you know, depending on where you look at it. It opened at 15 um, or 14 and a half. It's down to 13 and a half last I saw. So there's confidence in Vegas that SMU's going to go on the road and beat Louisiana Tech. But they're a team that should have beaten Mississippi State. They were up 31-14, I believe, at one point. Uh, and they fell apart and lost that one. Then they come out with a really ho-hum effort, especially defensively, against Southeastern Louisiana. And so it's a defense that can certainly, the SMU can move the ball on. You know, I, I'm not uh, going to deny that. And I think you're going to see that um, because I do think when, it, from covering SMU, for the most part, when they've taken a step back, they've come back with a better effort the week before or the, week, the, the next week. And I think you're going to see that. I don't agree with Vegas having this as a two-touchdown game. I think it's certainly one that um, 
you know, there should be concern. You know, you're going on the road at Ruston. Weather could be an issue. Um, Louisiana Tech has showed that they could play up to an SEC caliber team. SMU has, has um, you know, offensively done some really good things. And they, they also, against North Texas, you know, shot themselves in the foot with turnovers. And the consistency is the thing I want to see from SMU. I want to see them clean up the drops. I want to see them protect Tanner Mordecai. I want to see him get rid of the ball quicker. Because on the road, those are things you've got to do. And running the ball, especially early on, will be key for SMU to kind of wear down this Louisiana Tech defense, open up the passing game, and allow that to happen. Now, looking at Louisiana Tech, Austin Kendall, former Oklahoma, former West Virginia quarterback, has some talent, and he makes that offense go. And they're an offensive team, without a doubt. They've always been able to put up points. Um, Jim Levitt does have his hands full, I think, with that group and game planning for them. And this is going to be a good test for him uh, early on in the season because, you know, talking with him this week, he was saying how, you know, no one's really slowed them down, quite honestly. And so for SMU's defense, with the depth they have, they've rotated a lot. Uh, they've evaluated their players two games in. This is a good opportunity for them as coaches and for the players to show, all right, what are you made of? Can you get stops? Um, and more so, can you get off the field quicker than you probably have? You know, 96 plays is a lot, and we talked about the turnovers having something to do with that. Um, and certainly SMU at times scored rather quickly, at, again, at times when they had the ball, especially in the second half um, against North Texas. And North Texas was able to string together some plays and move the ball. But SMU's done a terrific job on third downs. Uh, their short yardage has been tremendous, I think. The defensive line, um, you know, has stepped up in those situations and allowed the linebackers to make plays at the line of scrimmage. So when you look at Louisiana Tech and, and offensively them being what they are, you've got to get pressure on Austin Kendall, which has been an issue, I think, for SMU for the most part early on in the season. And in talking with Jim Levitt again, pass rush for him and how he coordinates it, whether it be three down, four man, or bringing blitz, all depends on the game plan. So I'm interested to see how he attacks Austin Kendall and this Louisiana Tech offense. Uh, is he going to manufacture pressure? Is he going to leave those corners out there to, to be, quite honestly, you know, a little bit more on an island with those pressures? Those are things that he and his staff are going to look at and and try and decide. And I think it's an interesting thing that both schools will have a little bit of in, extra insight on the quarterback they're facing. You know, Tanner Mordecai and Austin Kendall were teammates at Oklahoma, so they know a little bit about each other. And I'm sure SMU's, you know, taking his temperature on what Austin Kendall might do and what he reacts well to, you know, not only just by watching the tape, by quizzing uh, Tanner Mordecai on, on what he does and kind of what, um, his insight is into Austin Kendall. So I think that's a little game within the game matchup. But when you look at SMU, uh, so far, they have the makings of being a solid football team. And it's consistency. And it's it's trying to figure out uh, that best five on the offensive line. Those are the issues through two weeks that I think we've seen this team need to step up and try and figure out. And once they do that, they'll be able to get a better grip on playing at a high level. And it, the schedule has worked out well for SMU that they had two, they had a tune-up game, quite honestly, against Abilene Christian. Everybody knows that. Then they had a, a, an opponent in North Texas that's highly motivated to beat SMU, but one where SMU certainly has the upper hand as, as far as depth and as far as talent. 
and they came away with a win. They have some things to correct, and I think that's important. Whenever you kind of get going in the early going of the season, you want to be able to correct things and fix things rather than have a couple cupcakes, you know, as, as much as people want to see the blowouts. Um, they've been able to have a game against North Texas that tested them, and it tested their willpower, quite honestly, because at halftime it was 7-6, and you're sitting there saying, oh, my gosh, is this going to be a game? Well, SMU eventually pulled away and, and made it a no contest, which is what you want to see from a veteran team. And on the flip side of things, they face a Louisiana Tech team that's also a veteran bunch, a coaching staff that's been there a while. They've had, you know, for the most part, some continuity on that staff, and they've been able to put up points and move the ball on people. So I don't know, depending on the weather, if this is going to be a high-scoring affair, if we're going to see, um, you know, a defense battle with the weather, if the weather is not great. Um, but for the most part, this is a Louisiana Tech team that's going to test SMU well. And then SMU can't be looking ahead, obviously, to TCU, which is 11 a.m. kick next week in Fort Worth on FS1, if you didn't hear that earlier this week. So I think with SMU, you look at the issues offensively, and that's where I want to see the biggest jump. You know, I think you, you take a step up in terms of defensive uh, tests against Louisiana Tech, so you want to see them continue to play at a high level. But offensively, SMU has to clean up the issues up front, and I think they've addressed those in terms of making actual fixes and trying to get them in a better situation where they can be successful. And I think the changes are going to be drastic. So look for that this week against Louisiana Tech. Now, as far as how I see this game playing out, I do think SMU is going to uh, win this football game. And just kind of looking at what Louisiana Tech was able to do against uh, Mississippi State defense that is still transitioning to Zach Arnett in year two and one that, um, while it's an SEC team, not shooting that down, having watched a lot of Mississippi State football, it's not a program right now that is a juggernaut. And so Louisiana Tech competing with them at a high level doesn't really surprise me, especially the way they're able to move the ball offensively. But I think you saw a little bit more of what Louisiana Tech might be this year against Southeastern Louisiana. And so I'm going to pick SMU in this one. I'm going to pick them 38 to 27. Uh, you know, I, I think it's a game that SMU can kind of not treat, but can deploy a, a similar result that they saw against uh, North Texas. I think SMU is going to be able to move the ball. Um, and move it efficiently enough. I don't know if we'll see them, you know, explode with a 45-point outing or 49 points or things like that. But I do think they're going to be efficient enough to move the ball. Louisiana Tech is going to have this one be a game. Um, it wouldn't shock me if it's a little closer than what I'm picking, maybe maybe like 38-31 or 38-34 even. I mean, guys, it's kind of a widespread now that I kind of think about it in terms of what could happen. But I do have a lot of faith more so in this defense to be able to get off the field on third downs, create pressures, and when they need big plays, like on a fourth down stop, they've been able to get them. And they're doing a good job forcing turnovers too. And I think that's an underrated part of this defense right now. So I I think they're going to be able to make enough stops to limit Louisiana Tech's point total. I think you're going to see Louisiana Tech move the ball a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm trusting SMU's defense to get enough stops and SMU to score enough points and, and bounce back from an inconsistent, um, kind of ugly 
showing at times against North Texas and get back on the right track. So I'm going to go ahead and pick the final prediction, SMU 38, uh, Louisiana Tech 31. Uh, and I, I think SMU moves to 3-0 going into this TCU matchup where um, SMU can now focus on the Horned Frogs and, and winning that iron skillet for a second straight time and go from there. I think getting on the road for this team is a good opportunity to um, – shake some of their road woes. Uh, that's something that isn't lost on me, that they have struggled away from Ford Stadium at times. Um, but they get to go on a bus ride and just kind of get together, stay in the hotel. It should be, a, quite honestly, a, fun, a more fun reunion for Sonny Dykes in Ruston than it was in the Frisco Bowl, obviously. Two totally different programs when you look at SMU, uh, where when Sonny Dykes took that over for the bowl game and uh, to what it is right now. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to side with SMU taking care of business on the road here and moving into TCU week three and oh. So uh, with that, um, want you guys to keep it locked on Pony Stampede for our full coverage. Liam Fitzgibbon is going to have your play by play and recap as a, a rescheduled covid wedding for me this weekend that I'm in is uh, on tap for me. The good thing is I'll be able to watch most of the game because it's a two thirty start. So. Uh, keep it locked on Pony Stampede. We'll be chatting it up on Saturday as the Mustangs take on Louisiana Tech. As SMU looks to move to 3-0, and you can catch the game 2.30 Central on CBS Sportsnet. So, thanks for listening to this edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Feel free to leave us a follow, leave us a rating, and a review wherever you catch your podcast at. And we'll catch you next week as it'll be TCU week. So, one of the biggest weeks of the year. Good time to hop on Pony Stampede and follow it all. So, Hope everybody enjoys this podcast and have a good weekend.